We're going to 1 Kings chapter 18. Imagine that. We're still uh, preaching about Elijah this morning. And uh, I'm excited about the word that the Lord has uh, given to me for this morning. Uh, you know when God is in a, I'm going to say a vein, when God is moving in a particular way. And it was very great thing as we went to the men's camp and Dr. Sherlock Valley began to preach about this very thing, Elijah. So we're going to, we're going to follow the Lord this morning. First Kings chapter 18 verses 41 through 46. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Can you say that with me? Well, there is the sound of abundance of rain. We're going to talk about that this morning in particular. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. And then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up. Say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. First thing I want to say is this the, is the fifth sermon on Elijah. And there is no way to effectively go back and rehearse all of those. So this is when you use the technology that we have. And if you have missed one, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that if you have not already. We uh, began to talk about last week that all of the events that happen in Elijah's life are, can be categorized under the theme, my God is Jehovah. As we see this, and it continues to develop throughout the story of his life, we're going to uh, see how all of this transformed. The first thing that I want to do, though, is make a comparison. I want to look at the condition of Israel at the time that this is going on. Israel, the nation, is in a shambles. It is a period that is probably... As terrible as the Great Depression, which is something that uh, we have read about in our history books. The nation was under the grip of a drought that had lasted for three and a half years. No rain. Everywhere that you looked, it was brown. It was dry. It was a dusty wasteland. And the drought had killed both man and beast. No rain, no crops, no food, no grass for the animals to eat. And to an agricultural nation, this was the equivalent, if not worse, than war. That is the condition that they are in. And I, I would for just a moment, may I, I postulate 
that this in many ways is equivalent to the situation in our nation. We're in a similar situation. Israel needed rain and the rain was symbolized, symbolizes the Holy Spirit. And I believe that they would have been always saying this one phrase. When they met each other, no matter where they went, they would be saying, we need rain. You see, there is uh, God designed this world so that it would be refreshed from the rain from the heaven. And, and Israel was in a condition where it said that we need rain. And my, may I say that this nation itself is in need of a rain of the Holy Spirit yes. to be poured out upon us, yes. to refresh us, yes. to revive us, uh, that we might be useful for the kingdom of God. You see, a, a dead, dried up church, a dead, dried up nation is not going to do this world any good. Can I get an amen this morning? So we need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as the Bible said, on our sons and on our daughters, on our old men and our old women, that the Spirit of God may rain down upon us, that we might have a latter-day rain. You see, there was rain at the beginning of the planting season, and there was a rain that came, and I was in Israel during the time that it began. There is a rain that comes when it's time for the harvest to be brought in. My friends, I believe that we are in a day of harvest. And the only thing that will help, the only thing that will uh, help us and empower us is that we need rain. Can you look at your neighbor and tell them we need the rain of the Holy Spirit in our lives? All these events in Elijah's life tie into the theme that God is Jehovah. There's a confrontation between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. We preached about that last week. And God not only proves that he is the only God from heaven, but that he rules and that he reigns and that he will eliminate the enemy. Uh, God is able to do above and beyond what we can imagine. And though you may be facing an enemy, there is a God who can answer by fire. There is a God who can destroy the enemies in our life. And we see that as Elijah begins to slay the 450 prophets of Baal, the 400 prophets of Jezebel. What was God doing? God wanted there to be no question with certainty that he was the God that was in control of the rain, that he was a God that was in control of whether there was rain or not rain. Baal was a false God. I want you to hear this. A false God, a God of man's making, an idol. An idol is anything that usurps the place of God. And so this morning I ask us, is there an idol in our lives? Is there anything that takes the place or usurps the authority of God in our life? You see, if we have anything like that, then we need to repent of that. Can I get an amen this morning? You see, there is only one thing that really stops.
stops the flow of God, and that is sin in our lives. You see, there is only one thing that will hinder the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and it is that curse of sin in our lives. And we need to make sure that we are putting God first in all and everything that we do. The enemy was eliminated. The people repented. That's the story from last week. They recognized God for who he was. And then immediately, Elijah said, there is the sound of abundance of rain. You see, there must be a recognition of who we serve and who God is. There must be repentance if you want revival. And the people repented of their ways. And the people cried out, the Lord, he is God. Amen. The Lord, he is God. You see, there is something that begins to stir in the spirit realm when we begin to recognize God for who he is. And Elijah, by faith, begins to say, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. expect God to move by his spirit. It was Elijah's faith that detected the rain. You see, the flesh does not understand the move of God. A anybody ever had a friend that you brought to church? I, I like this little girl she was Baptist and I brought her to church with me. And <laughs> certainly the Holy Spirit just poured out. People were falling out in the spirit. And she was sitting back here just shaking. See, the flesh does not understand the move of God. It is the spirit that understands the move of God. It is the spirit that by faith can detect the move of God in our lives. Carnality will never hear what faith can hear. That's so good, I'm going to say it again. Carnality will never hear what faith can hear. Ahab did not hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He was a fleshly man. He was a man that was driven by his appetite. Elijah simply commanded Ahab to go up and eat and drink because that is what was in Ahab's heart. Ahab was content to feed his face and it revealed exactly who he was. You see, when a person is dominated by their flesh, they will be disqualified for spiritual service. And as we look at Ahab, soon after this, he will die. He will lose his kingdom. He will be dethroned. You see, Ahab watched the fire. Let's look at the differences here. Ahab watched the fire of God descend upon the sacrifice and upon the altar of God. He heard the people say, 
The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. But it did not change him at all spiritually. I imagine that Ahab was entertained by what was happening. But my friends, we need a move of the spirit that will change us and not just entertain us. We need a move of the spirit that will change our very being and our very heart and not just entertain us. I love to watch the Holy Spirit move. I sometimes get a kick out of how God will call certain people to shout and run and shake. But I want you to know that we are not to be entertained by the Holy Spirit, but we are to be changed by the Holy Spirit. just entertain you. Here's Ahab. The fire of God has fell. The people have repented. And all he wanted was a Big Mac, French fries, apple pie, and of course a Diet Coke. Can I ask you something? Do you hear the sound of the abundance of rain? Do you hear the wind beginning to blow? The rustling in the trees. Do you hear the sound of the abundance of rain? That reminds me of the day of Pentecost. They were all in one mind. They were all in one accord. And suddenly there was what? A sound. There was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the room that they were in. <clears throat> Can you imagine being there? The power of God uh, and the, uh, the outpouring of His Spirit was about to come for the first time. They had been in prayer. I imagine they had been repenting because they had left Jesus. Many of the disciples had abandoned Him, but He gave them another chance. Oh, thank God for another chance. And I imagine as they sat there, and they heard the abundant sound of the mighty rushing wind entering into that room. I can imagine the chillbox began to uh, set in over them and they began to look around because you can tell in the spirit. The spirit man can tell when God is about to move. Oh my friends, I want you to know that I hear the abundant sound of rain. I believe that God is about to pour out his spirit upon us mighty way. I hear the sound. I can hear it. Are you tuned into the frequency? God has spoken. Hear this. That there might be an outpouring of His Spirit. And the sound of His voice is traveling and reverberating down through time as it comes to us today. And it is the sound of the abundance of rain. It is not a mist. It is not a sprinkle. It is not a light rain. Oh, but it is an abundant rain of the Holy Spirit that is about to be poured out upon us in this last day. There's an anticipation in my spirit. I can almost hear it. The spirit descending upon us to empower 
empower us for the day that we live in. Do I know it's bad? I know it's bad. But do I know that there is a God who will empower us to do what he's called us to do? This weekend, my family, the Barrett family, went out to the pavilion time after time. Pastor, when are you going to build the church? I don't know. I don't know. But I know God's going to do it. And I don't have to know how. I just have to be obedient. For I hear the sound of God's voice. The sound of abundance of rain. As he speaks and everything has to leave the sound of his voice. Ahab, driven by fleshly appetites. But Elijah desperately desired a move of God. Ahab stopped to eat while Elijah went to the top of the mountain and bowed down with his face between his knees. A position of prayer. He bowed down, and I, I tried this this morning, and forgive me, but I can't quite get my face between my knees. I'm not that flexible. Maybe it's because I haven't been on my knees enough. Maybe it's because we haven't been on our knees enough. And there is a posture of prayer. There is a way to approach the throne of heaven. There is a way to beckon God to move in our last days. And we see that while Ahab is off drinking his Diet Coke and eating his hamburger, that Elijah fasts and Elijah comes to a position of prayer. So important that we see that. Posture of prayer. Elijah was a man of prayer. Before ever meeting Elijah for the first time, he prayed. He prayed that there would be no rain and no dew. And it happened. He prayed in Zarephath that the woman's son would be revived. And it happened. He prayed. And the 450 prophets of Baal were destroyed and the fire of God fell. He repaired the altar. And now, we will pray again. We pray for rain. Rain to come in a time of desperation. He would humble himself. He understood the necessity of prayer in a life of a person who was dedicated to God. Now look at this prayer. I think it tells us something. I think it tells us that sometimes it takes more effort to pray for the rain to restart than it does for it to stop. Elijah had a great victory because of prayer. But an even greater victory was on the way because of prayer. You see, we never reach a point where we don't need God and we don't need to call out upon him. And as I look at this, how many have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed? And you've asked God to move in your situation. And we look at Elijah, and he prays, and he has faith enough to send his servant. Go and see what is happening. What does that tell us? When we pray, we need to anticipate that God is going to move. And when we pray, and he doesn't move, 
the first time. That we're not to give up. That we're not to quit. But that we are, are to pray with more fervency. You see, what I want us to understand is that when I, you hear the, uh, the sound of the abundance of rain, it is not a time to say, well, it's on its way. I'm just going to stop right here. But it is a time to assume a posture of prayer and begin to pray that God might send it, that it might come, that it might drench and be a deluge. Right. We don't need a little drink. We don't need a little rain. We need a deluge of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The sound of abundance of rain is a call to prayer. And I imagine Elijah, as he began to say, Lord, send the rain. Lord, send the rain. See, Elijah didn't pray these extravagant prayers. He didn't pray long prayers. When we see that, he never, when we see the story of Elijah, he never prayed long prayers. Why? Because he was in tune with God. He didn't have to go and spend a half an hour in prayer uh, to be ready to call upon God. And we see that this sound of the abundance of rain was a call to Elijah to pray. And Elijah began to pray, and he prayed seven times. But he never stopped praying. Lord, send the rain. Can I encourage you this morning? Never allow the circumstances in your life to cause you to quit praying. Elijah prayed six times and the same answer. Yet he kept praying. His servant came back each time. There is nothing. How many can associate with that? Amen. Lord, I prayed and I prayed. Praying for my babies. I'm praying for my children. I'm praying for my church, God. I'm praying for that need that I have in my life. I'm praying for that relationship, God. And I don't see anything happening. And my flesh feels like giving up. My flesh feels like stopping. But there's something inside of me that can be here in the distance, the sound of the abundance of rain, and it's coming my way. Can I tell you that today just might be the day that God will answer your prayer, that God will move upon your babies, that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. seventh time the servant comes back and he says master I, I just see a little cloud I don't want you to know it's not real big it's only a just, just a little cloud and Elijah has the faith to say you go tell Ahab you better get off this mountaintop because he's about to get run off of it by rain can you say it with me What's in the rain? What's in the rain? My spirit is thirsty. I need more of you, God. Send the rain upon us, O oh God. Stir our hearts. Let revival come. Send a going washer into this place. Look at Elijah. 
Consistent in prayer, persistent in faith. That's the key. Never quit praying. Never quit believing. And God is faithful. He will send the rain. And the rain doesn't just change the atmosphere. It begins to change the whole culture and the whole nation. And God begins to bless. People can eat now. Crops are coming in. 